As we navigate the winding and looping roads of life, it's easy to get caught up in the hustle and bustle, to lose sight of the beauty of it all in the present moment. At this point, we all know that true happiness isn't found in some distant destination, but rather in the journey itself. It's not about escaping life, but embracing it for everything that it is. There is a profound wisdom in the words of Mahatma Gandhi, the future depends on what you do today. In essence, as you probably know already, happiness isn't a destination we reach. It's a state of being we cultivate each day, right here, right now. It's about savoring the small joys, embracing life's imperfections, and finding peace amidst the chaos. So today we'll explore the transformative power of mindfulness in shaping our perception of reality. And remember, as the great Bob Marley once said, don't you worry about a thing, because every little thing is going to be all right. Don't you worry about a thing, because every little thing is going to be all right. So it's time to release worries and embrace happiness. Let's dive into this transformative power of living in the moment, labeled as mindfulness. But either way, let's do this. Let's dive in. <laughs> Listen up to this jam. If you want to let go of past pain, transcend your traumas, expand your consciousness, and reclaim your power to finally be the main character of your own conscious reality, as well as learning about conscious living, you're at the right place. Welcome to Conscious Matters. It's a safe space where we chat about conscious matters, focus on self-empowerment, awareness, holistic wellness, and sustainability. Join me, Melissa DiBerry, for inspiring conversations with myself and some of the most beautiful souls out there. We expand on our experiences and share what we've learned along our healing journey to live in peace, harmony, and mindfulness on a daily basis. Oh, and share with loved ones and don't forget to take five little seconds to review this podcast by just leaving a few stars and kind words that would really help with the algorithm so we can spread the message to help more people live consciously. Get your mind, body, and soul ready for a ride in consciousness. Namaste, listeners. As American psychologist and mindfulness expert John Kabat-Zinn once said, you can't stop the wave, but you can learn how to surf. Life is a beautiful journey filled with ups and downs, twists and turns, loops and zigzags. But amidst the chaos, there's a simple truth to remember. Life is about enjoying the ride itself. When we slow down and embrace the present moment, we open ourselves up to a world of possibilities and experiences that bring us joy and contentment. Why? Because when we're in the present moment, we are aware, which leads to clarity, mind space, and a more vivid imagination and enhanced creativity. So once you understand that life is only about enjoying the process and not about the results, the easier it will be to hold on onto that happy, content, satisfying feeling on a regular basis. Because I don't think the issue is about being happy altogether. We do have moments of happiness, bounce of joy here and there throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month. But I do believe in our society, the difficulty that we face is holding on to that happiness, holding on to that feeling of satisfaction, that feeling of contentment, that feeling of gratitude, and not reacting to situations or people's behaviors, throwing us off of that happiness high that we were on. So mindfulness is about slowing down, being present where we are right now in this situation, in this body, in this environment. How can I see the little details? How can I make it work for me? So let's take a moment to pause and reflect. 
Because again, the issue is not being happy from time to time. The issue is holding on to that feeling. It cannot be a constant everyday feeling 24-7. That's impossible because life is a roller coaster. Plus we're human. So our role as humans is also experiment and experience and a whole layer and spectrum of different emotions and feelings on a constant basis. But if you manage to get the quote unquote good feelings or happy feelings or feel good feelings as your baseline, as the ones that you always go back to, even after experiencing the not so good ones, trying to find that balance between both, like when you don't feel good, you always be able to look at the silver lining pretty much and like looking at the other side of the coin and having that balance. And for that, it means that your baseline is the feel good feelings. But how can you have that ability, that capacity to rely on them when it's already so hard for you to hold on to them? So let's take a moment to ask ourselves the right questions. Are you, first of all, getting into the habit of stopping and staring, pausing and reflecting and being in the now, being in your body, not only from time to time, but as a regular basis throughout your day? Do you manage to always catch yourself when you're too much into your head, when you operating from your ego self and also operating from your fears and your shadow self? So where do you choose to focus your attention on a regular basis? Let's not even go that deep. Let's just say today, where have you chosen to focus your attention to today? As the saying goes, where attention goes, energy flows. And if you, a normal person in 2024 in the Western society, you know that you've been focusing on the negative. You know that you've been complaining. You know that you kind of bypass your gratitude. Doesn't mean that you haven't written down your gratitude or haven't said, hey, thank you for today. But it's so easy to go back to the negative, to go back into our head, to go back into our ego, to go back into our fears and insecurities and comparison. All of that is stripping our power away from us on a constant basis, on a daily basis. Because the energy is going to be here all the time. And when I say energy, I'm talking about attention, what you put your time, your money, your thoughts towards. So when you give your energy to things, people, a situation that takes so much away from you, no wonder why you're not feeling happy, <laughs> Or you feeling discontent and frustrated and angry and unworthy. So instead of dwelling on what needs fixing or ruminating over disappointments and frustrations, let's shift our perspective. Let's focus on what is working out for me instead of what does still need fixing. There's so many things working out in our best interest, again, on a daily basis. So let's try to focus on that. Releasing disappointments, releasing frustrations, learning how to let go is crucial, is also the foundation of mindfulness. It's about being aware in the here and now without any judgment, without any attachment, without expectations. Because at the end of the day, what can you control? Can you control other people? The answer is no. Don't even try. No. <laughs> we cannot we cannot control other people. We cannot control situations. I mean, we can have, of course, influence. We can have a certain impact. We can have certain things our way. That is a given, of course. But sometimes even a situation, you can give it your all. Let's say an event. Let's say you prepared an event, everything that you wanted. 
So you found the perfect venue, you have the perfect flowers, the perfect DJ, whatever you wish for, you did everything in the right order, paid the necessary amount, follow the right timeline. But that doesn't mean that everything's going to unfold just like you intended to, or it will look like your vision in your head. Because again, you only have control over yourself, who you are and what you can do. It doesn't mean that it's going to be received the same way that you intended to. Because the flower shop can mess up your order. Because the DJ may have another kind of music that is very different than what you requested. But he feels so creative that day. And suddenly, <laughs> this is not the vibe you created for your crowd. So I'm saying all of that just to say that we don't have control over situations. We don't have control over people, but we do have control over our perspective, our attitude, our behavior, choosing better thoughts and having faith that everything is working out best case scenario for us or for you in that instance. And trusting that everything would unfold perfectly in divine timing or in perfect timing as it should. Always, I was about to say convincing, but... I don't think it's the right word, but maybe it's not the wrong word either. Convincing yourself that it's all a gift because when you look at your life and whatever situation you're in that you are displeased with, you might not believe that everything is a gift right now, but it truly is. It truly is because it's either a reward that is very obvious or it's a reward in a form of a lesson. And usually it's a tough situation that you learn to overcome, you gain skills, gain your knowledge and know how to bounce back. And more importantly, how to deal with the similar situation in the future in a more hands-on way, in a more effective, proficient and beneficial way for you down the line. So going back to where attention goes, energy flows. It's up to you to know what you are fitting. You have the power to mindfully create the perception of your reality. But for that, you need your energy to work for you, not against you. It's so important to constantly check in with ourselves, ask ourselves the right questions, be in the present moment, and always stir ourselves in a way that enhances, participates, and nurtures our well-being. Questions like, what have you given your energy to without realizing it? Is it beneficial or is it harmful to you? Just take today or the day before as a starting point. If it's harmful to whatever extent, can you redirect your energy to benefit and empower yourself instead? But also think about praising yourself because you're not only thinking about negative things, you're also thinking about good things. So try to see, okay, I've been putting my attention to good things also, so... What are the good things that I've been paying attention to recently? What kind of things my intention goes to? Do I want more of that? We need that dichotomy as always. So if you've been thinking good, positive thoughts, awesome. But also ask yourself, what are the ruminating thoughts that keep on coming back to you? I strongly believe that when certain thoughts repeat themselves or even situations that repeat themselves, but with different people just means that the lessons haven't been learned or has not been implemented yet. So look into your thoughts. Journaling is great for that. I've been talking so much about journaling throughout the podcast since I started it. I also have some journals, very simple journals. If you don't know where to start, Unconscious Matters website, consciousmatters.co for Conscious Collective. 
When you put your thoughts on paper, not only it helps you to gain a little bit more mind space, it also shows you in a tangible way where your energy has gone to, but also it shows you very clearly that certain thoughts are completely useless and where you've been working yourself up on certain people or certain situations and realize that it's just been a waste of time. That situation is not even that big of a deal. So journaling people journal journal your thoughts journal your day journal your feelings journal your goals and dreams and aspirations in life so to live by the mantra or the saying don't worry be happy by using mindfulness i would recommend to stop being so self-critical we can sometimes be our worst enemy we are our biggest critics it's scary. Sometimes the word that we can say to ourselves, the way that we can treat ourselves, the way that we can even neglect ourselves and our well-being and our wellness and our health, it's uncanny. Every time that I'm reminded of that for myself or also when I talk to other people, I'm always trying to imagine doing that to a child. And I'm like, this is not going to work. This is so toxic yeah i think that's the right word it's so toxic it's so mean and self-punishing studies have shown that practicing self-compassion which involves treating oneself with kindness and understanding is associated with lower levels of anxiety depression and stress it's scientifically proven actually you can check that out it's uh, from the journal of happiness studies it's called the benefits of self-compassion and mindfulness in daily life by neff and germer so my question today is how can you be kinder to yourself? Where in your life, because usually we have one specific area in our life where we a little bit harder and harsher than others, try to see which one it is for you. And how can you be kinder to yourself? Learn how to foster self-acceptance, self-empathy, and boundaries for your own self. I'm always an advocate for boundaries with others, but it starts with yourself. It starts within and I repeat, sometimes we can be our worst enemy. So have boundaries with your own self, how you talk to yourself, how you treat yourself, what you are agreeing to, how you are spending your time. Try to have that good balance and say no when is not a heck yes. I mean, sometimes you have to say yes, like say yes to going to the groceries to feed yourself, of course. But most of the time when we take personal, social aspects of our lives, we tend to say yes for certain things, even when we don't feel like it. Not necessarily to please others, of course, sometimes to please others, but other times is more because we feel like we need to be a certain way or we beating ourselves up because we really feel like we need to push ourselves to go out, to be social, but on that day, we are actually feeling more introverted and or depleted or just extremely exhausted, even though we're next introvert. That day has been a lot and I cannot add more to my plate, but because we try to fit a certain mold and expectations of ourselves, we say yes, even though we don't feel like it's a heck yes. So learn to have boundaries with yourself, know your limits and treat yourself with kindness and compassion. It's so important because how can you be happy when you're putting yourself in the backseat, when you're not a priority for yourself, when you're neglecting yourself, when you're not listening to and fulfilling your own needs. Let that sink in for a moment. <laughs> but again, it is not just about being kind to ourselves. It's also about letting go of rigidity and embracing flow and flexibility, functioning from a heart-centered space. And we did on this podcast 
a wonderful episode about heart intelligence. It was with a cardiologist. It's so interesting how biology works with our cognitive behavior temperaments as well, how everything blends it so well together. So you can check out that episode. It was last year. It was 2023. So you can definitely check out that episode because you will learn a lot, not only about science and biology and everything related to the heart from the internal aspect, but also how can you use that power into your everyday life. And when I say functioning from a heart-centered space, I'm talking more about being more in tune and aligned with your truth and also being more intentional, being more intentional in everything that you do, everything that you say, and everything that you respond to. Life is unpredictable. We cannot control everything. That goes without saying. So let's release the need for control and trust the process. But not only like trust the process, like I'm not going to be in action mode ever again. I'm just, I'm not saving money. No, don't be reckless, but trust the process in a way that once you've done your part, when you put your heart, your mind, and your actions in a way that they all align with your goal, release it. Trust the process. Trust that it's going to work out. And you don't have to be that psycho rigid about it and a control freak about every single aspect of it. This is not your role. This is not your part anymore. You've done your part. And also remember that it's not that deep. <laughs> it's really not that deep. I think that's like one of the main lessons that I've learned around the end of 2023 and beginning of 2024 is not that deep. Most of the things, it's just a matter of perception. And yeah, everything is actually a matter of perception. Recently, I was talking to a new acquaintance and I was just sharing. He asked me about some countries that I visited. So I answered, obviously, like anything in life, there are something that you like more than others. So I shared my opinion transparently. And his answer was like, if you don't like it, just say it. And I'm a very direct person. So if I need to say something, I will say it. But in that case, I said what I meant. And I remember feeling so triggered thinking that why is he trying to control how I feel about these places? I said how I feel. Why trying to make me feel differently? So I was so annoyed. Thankfully, it was a written conversation. But then a few minutes later, I was like, Melissa, this is just his own perspective. If he's like limited in seeing things in black and white and very binary and you don't, it has nothing to do with you. It's not that deep. And then I realized that everything in life is not really about the other person or how you're being perceived or received, but is a matter of being so sure of your morals and your values and living accordingly that when someone is trying to put a belief or a thought or a reaction or whatever it is on you that is not yours, your only job is to assert yourself. You just have to do that. You just have to assert yourself in a respectful way, of course, but just like being sure, like, actually, no, this is how I feel. Actually, this is what I did. This was my intention or this is my intention. It's about asserting yourself and not taking and carrying with you what is not yours. So I just ended up responding that actually you're right. When I don't like certain things, which I do sometimes, again, my own perception, 
I have no hesitation of saying it. But in that case, in responding to the question you asked me, this is how I feel. I feel like it was a very layered experience. And it's not that I didn't like it. It's not that I liked it. But I feel that it was everything. It was good. It was bad. It was in between. That's it. Yeah, in the moment, I really, really realized that it's not that deep. Most of the things are not. There are certain things that are very serious, of course. When you're more sure of who you are and what you believe in and what are your values and your morals, and it's not just something that you say, it's actually your lifestyle. You walk the talk. You won't have any issues in that regard. Because again, you don't need to be that rigid. You don't need to be that serious because you really cannot control everything and only very little, actually, only when it comes to yourself. And that's it. So do your part and live the rest. Try your best, shine your light, always be of service and let the universe figure out the rest. The universe, God, life, whatever you believe in that is bigger than you will figure out the rest. Trust that. Be so certain of that. And another thing that is extremely important to practice mindfulness on a daily basis to hold on to that carefreeness, to hold on to that happiness, but also being worry-free or actually I think worry-less will be more realistic because there's always worry and we always work in progress. And I don't think we'll ever be perfect to a point of never, ever worrying about anything, especially living in this society in this day and age. However, we can definitely be less worried. We can be happier. We can be more content. And for that, gratitude. Gratitude. I think I've talked about gratitude in so many podcast episodes here, so many videos online, so many articles that I wrote on the blog of consciousmatters.co. And I come back to it again. Let's focus on what we're grateful for and the good things happening in our lives right now. Research, scientific research has shown that practicing gratitude such as keeping a gratitude journal or expressing appreciation to others is associated with increased happiness, positive emotions, and overall well-being. So why are we not doing all of that? Gratitude is free. Gratitude is simple. What is hard is cultivating it as a regular, constant habit on an everyday basis and even throughout the day. It doesn't need to be always in a journal every single moment of the day, but maybe once a day in the journal and then the rest of the day being aware enough and in the present moment enough to look at the people in their entirety and being also sure and confident with yourself that you can easily compliment others without expecting anything in return. And also walking down the street and just being happy and grateful to be where you are right now, to be alive, to be healthy. And if you're not healthy, being on your way to healthiness or having the opportunity to work on your health. This research paper is super interesting. If you want to check it out, it's from the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. It's called Counting Blessings Versus Burden, an Experimental Investigation of Gratitude and Subjective Well-Being in Daily Life by Emmons and McCullough. I don't know if I'm pronouncing the, the last name right, but either way, it's a very interesting study. So all in all, what can we conclude here? I think the conclusion will be that to be in a constant state of mindfulness, or at least let's be realistic again, <laughs> to be as mindful as we can, as often as we can, witnessing situation, observing people, but never putting ourselves as the victim of our reality, we can always try again. Every single day. For some people is the new year. For others is the first day of the month. For others is every Monday. But you can try again anytime. Remember, as I said before, it's not that deep. 
So let's remember the wise words of Kendrick Lamar. Everything's gonna be all right. Yes, always. I hope this little reminder of cultivating more mindfulness on your everyday basis will help you live a happier, more content, more satisfied life, helping you to release stress, release worries, release control, and be more in tuned and aligned with a version of yourself that you aspire to be. And also remembering as humans, we can optimize our human potential every single time because we can always try again. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you to have taken the time to listen to me talking about conscious living. Conscious Matters is a self-produced podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, leave a review, and ordinate. Your support will help to keep on raising the collective consciousness together. Take care and talk to you soon.